Praise God. Um, the team, uh, which is the living son of God, really, Jeff said it, um, and I agree with him, is really a team that is heavy. Is heavy in the sense that what you're talking about is unveiling him, unveiling Christ, unveiling the Son of God, unveiling the God factors in him. Now, there's a reason why this unveiling has to um, have problem with people who uh, somehow they they seem to raise an eyebrow concerning the teachings that are coming forth in this time. They seem to raise an eyebrow and they try to argue with, now I said, for me, I, I feel if you're sincere and you're really looking for God, if you're looking for the consolation of Israel, you will wait and, and trust God for understanding. Of course, there is that um, not being able to understand that you know, probably is not yet clear to you, and then you you struggle with it. I was telling one of the uh, brethren when I was in um, in Vienna. I said, "Look, when the message started coming, that's concerning everlasting life and also eternal life. One of the one of, one of the thing about it is a message that has always been because I, I I happened to when I came to Poland, I picked up. A, they were showing me um, an archive of a message that Reverend Oko and is on a tape. I can't remember the year, but that was long ago. That should be about, let me say, about 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago right now, that Daddy, our Daddy Reverend and Daddy Reverend Oko ministered in. And the team was eternal life. <laughs> it was eternal life. And I was just listening to it, and I was like, "But well, these things have been said and was said even then, because it's still the same thing that Reverend have been preaching, that he's still preaching, that the Lord is leading him pre to preach, that he's still preaching. If you just, if you just have time to go back to some of those early messages. Now, this message I'm talking about right now is a message that was ministered in full restoration. Some if I'm not mistaken, about 20 years ago. I remember then because I listened to the Pastor Jeff. Uh, Jess was, you know, playing the tape. Is the tape, not, not CD, not even CD. It's tape, you know, on Walkman. I don't know where he picked it from, but I think he's packing some of the things. Then he saw it and was playing it. Then I wasn't even a pastor. I was a choir leader, so I was the one leading praise worship. So he was playing it for me. And then I, I was listening to everything, and I'm like, but this is the message that has been from the beginning. And that meaning that this is what heaven had been saying from the beginning. So how come now when it's becoming clearer as it were because of utterance, because of words that have begun to come along that line that we're now having issues with it. You know, there are some people, some brethren that have issues with it. They have issues with it one, because they feel we uh, things are being stretched beyond measure. Some will say you're 
twisting scripture somewhere, you know, all kinds of words that they will use. And, and, and for me, I, I just see the person is Johnny Weary. The person is Johnny Weary. The person does not, does not have or does not want to continue. You know, you remember the, the Bible in the book of, uh, 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 um, I think that should be, yeah, it said, those who through patient continuance seek for glory, honor, immortality, eternal life. You could see that it is true patient continuance seek for. So true patient continuance you are looking for true patient continuance. So it's not something, you know, someone can say, okay, uh, it's just one swift. I, I have found it. No. If it is a eureka thing, then it would have been discovered for a long time. But here we are talking about the very life of God. I want to say it, the very life of God. So to be able to get there, you need to true patient continuance seek for glory, honor, immortality, eternal life. True patient continuance seek for glory, honor, immortality, eternal life. So you can see that it is not just something you can get just like that. It takes it takes time it takes it takes um patience it takes continuance that's romans 2 7 it takes patience it takes continuance you know to them who by patience continuity seek or in i i even forgot this one in well-doing in well-doing those who through patient continuance in well-doing. Now, the patient continuance has to also, you know, uh, you have to be patient in well-doing. You have to continue in well-doing. You have to continue in well-doing. You have to be patient in well-doing. So, there's a, in well-doing means that there's a whole lot to be done. There's a whole lot to be done. Um, so it's not just something that you get on the blue. So sometimes I feel it's just an issue of being journey weary that, you know, uh, some people, you know, get tired. But you see, you can't get tired. You can't get tired with this thing that we are talking about. We, are, we cannot afford to get tired. Now we are getting tired when we are just about to hit the thing that we've been looking for all this while, you know. So what have we been looking for? I want to read that place again. To them who, by patient continuance, in well-doing, seek for. So you're seeking for. There is patient continuity in doing well. You're seeking for glory, honor, immortality, eternal life. Now, when you see that glory and honor, especially these first two, glory and honor, immortality and eternal life, let me, let me just try and see if I could divide the two of them. Glory and honor is the, you know, when Jesus said, 
when Jesus talked about, um, you seek the honor that come from men. I seek the honor that come from God. Now, now men, when you, say, when you talk about honor in this sense, I want you to understand what honor is. Honor comes from the Father. So here is already spelled out, honor comes from the Father. So the Father honors you. The Father can honor you. For the Father to honor a man means that the Father has given the man everlasting life. It's an honor. It's the honor of the Father. I, I love that. You seek the honor that comes from him, but I seek the honor that comes from God. So what is that which comes from God? That which comes from God is the Father. And when it comes to a man, is an honor. Now, man also has to honor, that, to honor God. When you say, I want to honor, uh, 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 there's a place where I was reading this morning. He said, uh, uh, God committed all judgment to the Son so that as they honor the Father, they will also likewise honor the Son. So there is an honor that we give to the Father or there's an honor to, that we give to the Father. To honor is to obey the life that is in the Father. That's the honor that we give to the Father. To obey the life that is. Now, how can you obey the life that is in the Father without understanding that very life? Without understanding what that life actually entails? How can you honor? Because we, you need to honor the Father. To honor the Father means you, you have begun to obey the Father or obey the doctrine of everlasting life. That is what it means to honor the Father. Now, you can honor Christ and not honor the Father. Meaning you could have followed Christ and not follow the Father. Meaning you, you are not able to honor the Father you are not able to go far. You are not able to go to that land where you give honor to the Father. You know, in Malachi, he said, the servant knows his master and, and, and you know, the son knows the... He said, if I be father to you, where is my honor? So honor is that of the father. Where is my honor? Where is, if I'm a master, where is my fear? But here I'm talking about honor to the Father. So the Father has what we call honor is of the Father. Hallelujah. I don't know if you're understanding me. So I'm talking about those who through patient continuance seek for glory, honor, glory and honor, and immortality. Then eternal life. You know that is glory and honor and immortality, then comma, then immortality. I mean eternal life, sorry. Glory and honor and immortality, then eternal life. So you have to cross from seeking glory that comes from God to seeking honor that comes from God and seeking immortality that comes from God. And that is eternal life.
meaning you will now get to the eternal life, gongo, as it were. Praise God. So I want to say that these things are very, very clear. I, I'm just trusting God to be able to resolve something uh, today by God's grace uh, as we look into the scriptures, you know, briefly. Just to resolve a little bit of the, you know, the, um, the, 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 I'll call it the disparity between um, eternal life, you know, eternal life and everlasting life. Just to say something about it. And then I'll continue with what uh, I intend to say today. Now, I want you to understand, in the scriptures, both of them are translated as Zoe. You know, they are used interchangeably. But if you look carefully, now, let me also say this, because that's part of the place we have problem. Now, we want to, want to interpret scripture, holy scriptures with Greek. We're talking about Holy Scripts. Holy Scripture is higher than Greek. Holy Scripture is higher than even Hebrew. You know, a lot of people want to go and check the Hebrew Bible, check the Greek Bible, check the, this one. I'm not against it. It's very, very good. If you can get it, it adds to, you know, uh, help illuminate or help you understand it better. But I, I want to trust the leading of the Spirit to understand these things. You want to understand, God does not speak Hebrew. God does not speak Greek. God does not speak human tongue, mortal tongue, is no matter the language. Even the language spoken in Eden is still lower what we are talking about, you know, there are, there are tongues of men and tongues of angels. Even in tongues of angels, the Bible says this is the desire to look into. So, if their tongues can tell this, how much more the tongues of man? The desire to look into it, into this. Now, in the book of Hebrews chapter 2, he said, if the word spoken by angels we are steadfast at the transgression of it receive the just recompense, how much more shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation which began to be spoken by the Lord? So, what you're seeing is that we saw for the first time a man trying to use, when I say a man, the man Christ Jesus trying to use man's language, the language of a mortal man to describe something that is way beyond the words that we are using. I don't know if you, if you, if, if, if maybe in the language of God, because they don't speak in, they don't speak, <laughs> they don't speak English in the spirit. They don't, angels don't even speak English. Neither do they speak Greek. Neither do they speak Hebrews. I'm sorry if I'm, I'm spoiling some people's theology, but that's the truth of the matter. So I don't know what they will call eternal life. I don't know what they will call everlasting life. But I want you to understand that the Holy Scripture, there's something called Holy Scripture. It can only, one can only be led to understand the Holy Script. You can study to 
on to understand Greek and the limitation Greek has in interpreting scriptures is the limitation you have. You can you can study Hebrew. The limitation that Hebrew has in interpreting scripture is the limitation you're going to have. But here I'm talking about the leading. And one thing that we have enjoyed, I want to say it without looking back, without you know uh, 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 looking at anybody's face, is the the one of the things that I've seen us enjoy is the leading of the Spirit in these waters. I always feel confident to tell anybody that, see, the man that God has rested this responsibility upon to bring these things to us is a man I know very well. Now, I, I'm, don't misunderstand me. I'm not trying to flog anybody or, uh, 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 you know, um, uh, spoil anybody. But I, I want you to understand, he's a man I know very well. You don't know him as much as I know him. I know this is the things that he brings forth is not of him. I can tell you that. The Bible says that he that is sent from God speaketh the word of God. You think it's not everybody that has that that's calling or that pedigree to speak the word of God. Now, how do I mean? I've seen the leading of God. Now, if I've not been with him for a very long time, like I said, I was listening to the message that he preached some 20 years ago. I started listening to Reverend since 1997, to be precise. It's still the same message. You could know that this is the message. This is the message. So, like I said, I know that being around him and having proximity, I know that this thing is a work of grace. It's a work of grace. I remember one time, and I, and I know it's not just because of me, you know, I, I said it in church one time. I said one, one of those days while he was ministering, the Lord told me, he said, I want you to begin to see him the way you see Hagen. The Lord told me that. Is I want you to begin to see him the way you see Hagen. Now, how do I see Hagen? Everything Hagen says is law for me. I don't doubt it. I don't look at it again. I don't even, I don't even argue with it. I don't even, whoever you are, if you want to do your own, you do your own. But what he says, I want to follow it to the letter. Because he's a man that heaven, you know, had worked on, led, has uh, 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 we are a pedigree in the spirit. So you is a man that heaven has found and is able to trust. So whatever he said, so when the Lord told me, begin to see him the way you see Hagen, it was because of the words that he had put in his mouth. It's because of the words he had put in his mouth. Meaning the way you regard the word of God in the mouth of Hagen, the same way regard this word that I have put in the mouth of my servant. I, Hagen, we, we talk about our daddy Hagen. He, he was a, a man that God blessed so much to be able to expand the milk dimension of God's word. But you know, I want to say this, you know that there were people who, who fought him? Some, of course, the, the mainstream church called him heretic, called him all kinds of things, said all kinds of things about him, and the and so this is not new. Said all kinds of things, you know, concerning it. 
And then, but I remember that it got to a point when some people who we are very much opposing to him began to die. I pray that be, will not begin to happen to some of us because you see things that are holy. Except if you're profane, you see things that are holy, and then not only there's a place that I don't understand it though, but I want to understand. Is is that that one is totally different from the place where one sort of stands against what you do not understand, which of course is from God, but you not only do not understand it because you refuse to understand it. Jesus told him, he said, you, you don't have the word of God dwelling in you. If you have the word of God dwelling in you, you would, have, you would have known me. You would have understood me. But you don't have the word of God dwelling in you. So there's something you need to have dwelling in you to be able to understand this. What you need to have dwelling in you, you need to have enough of Christ. So I tell people when they have issues with this about eternal life, everlasting life, I say, go and listen, go, go Go back to Christ. Go back to the things of Christ. Go and do Christ well. Go and listen to messages along that line of Christ. Let Christ be taught you very well. Otherwise, you will not be able to have footing when it comes to everlasting life. So I'm just saying that for those who are, you know, uh, having issues with that. Uh, it, it has to be clearly, I want to say it has to be clearly defined, has to be clearly uh, uh, um, uh, open, unveiled. Now, let me say this. Everlasting life, you know, I remember when they, Daddy had this talk show on, on YouTube um, that, you know, after the talk show, that the talk show, the particular one he had with Pastor to see, you know, a whole lot of dust raised everywhere. I was just laughing. I say it's only somebody who is not sincere, who is not looking for God, that will begin to raise the dust. Of course, I know in our community, those who are really sincere, looking for God, they didn't have issues with it. In fact, it became clear. It became a help because it, there was so much help. Clarity was brought to it. But, you know, for some, it was like, wow, this is... This, these people are becoming heretic and all of that. But why am, I, why am I doing this? I want you to understand why I'm doing this. I want your heart to be assured in what you're hearing. Because if your heart is not assured, we are in the season when Satan will fight tooth and he knows. Before I began to come to Poland, the Lord encountered me. He told me, he said, the land you're going to, the land of Europe you're going to, does not need milk dimension of the world. He said, the spirit's there. The spirit's there. It's not milk that will deal with them. He said, milk, in fact, for Poland, a place like Poland, I was telling Pastor Josh, I said, the spirit's here. If you preach milk, they are not threatened. They can allow you just, you know, come up, they will quench it. You do again, they will quench it. They'll keep quenching it, and they'll keep quenching it. Now, the only thing that will be able to handle them is the word of everlasting life. The power of everlasting life. Why, why, why? The reason is also because what they began to teach men here is also, of course, that's the same way with all of the developed countries. 
how man can last. So you're you're teaching somebody milk how your needs could be met. Of course, milk is much more than that, and all the little little you know, um, which are wonderful, wonderful at the point when where they are, and you want to remain there. These spirits will you won't know when they have they will ride over you, and then what they are teaching, what they are doing is at this point is forming men conforming men to second death not not first death not the death that adam died in eden is second death that's where they are driving mankind so when you see when you hear everlasting gospel in the positive is the gospel that can deal with someone who is already heading towards second death you can retrieve a second death pilgrim one who is journeying on the path of second death if you don't bring everlasting gospel you see that in the book of revelation where that angel you know rose up with the everlasting gospel to preach to all you know i love that that's a revelation chapter 14 verse Six and I saw an, another angel flying in the midst of the heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. What he was having was everlasting gospel. Why to preach to every man on earth? Because men at this point we are already being led to second death. What is happening here is second death operation. So the antidote to second death is everlasting gospel. Everlasting gospel is to retrieve men, to take men back from the path of second death. So you can see the reason why Satan is fighting it. Because second death is really the full revelation of him. And here, second death is the full revelation of Satan. That's the full revelation of the of the not just Antichrist. The, the dragon is is a man of second death, a being of second death. Is not a man? Is a being of second death. So when he raises man. The Antichrist, what did he teach him? He taught him and finished the curriculum of second death to him. So the when you see the Antichrist, he's, he's called Antichrist, but his modern Antichrist is anti-God. He has an anti-God factor in him. He has something in him that is anti-God. But it has to be Christ. To, to the dragon and then in him has ability, has darkness enough to now train people to second death. So the everlasting gospel is really very, very important. So I can see the reason why Satan is fighting for men not to understand it. Now the understanding of it is actually how you begin to eat the flesh and the blood 
of the living son of god the understanding of the everlasting gospel is how you begin to eat and it's not something you eat at once like pastor jeff said it's not holy communion it's more than holy communion it's not holy communion is just uh, i want to i want to put it we are holy communion is like we are just celebrating something that is going on in the spirit and of course in celebrating it you can celebrate communion beyond your communion you can celebrate communion your table your table cannot be more than your revelation when you set your table if the revelation you have is christ that table is the table of christ if you set the table and the revelation you have the understanding you have the dispensation that is upon you is the dispensation of the living god or the living son of god that is what your table represents your so your table represents your communion so your communion in the spirit and your communion on the holy communion i, I, I want to say your the physical holy communion is at the level for each each table is at the level of your understanding or the i'll call it the unveiling of the life of god that has been brought to you so one of the things that also doesn't want he doesn't want us to celebrate everlasting life he, he doesn't want us to come to that table it is upon that table that is what isaiah was referring to in the book of isaiah 25 he said, upon this mountain, table is a mountain. It's upon this mountain, I will, now I'm talking about table in the spirit, not just in the physical. The physical table is just a celebration of what is going on in the spirit. Upon this mountain, that's Isaiah 25. Quickly give that to me. Isaiah 25. Make it colder a bit. Maybe 19. Isaiah 25, verse 6, he said, And in this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people a feast of fat things, a feast of wine on the lees, of fat things full of marrow, of wine on the lees, well refined. Upon this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make unto all people now, if it's all people, remember the place where we read in the book of Revelation, chapter 14, the angel that flew to preach the everlasting gospel to all. So, the gospel, really, the gospel to all nations is everlasting gospel. He's the unveiling of the Son of God. The unveiling of the living Son of God. That is that 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 that's exactly the gospel that God had been wanting to preach. But of course, we understood that He didn't start that with us. I mean, start with everlasting life with us. He had to come low because man had fallen in understanding. You know, sometimes when I read the book of Job, and I wonder what kind of men existed in this time and season. 
What kind of men were these? Their words. Their words were scary. Their words, even the ones they call miserable comforters, their words were so powerful. They were very powerful and highly accurate. Very accurate. But when Eliud, I think that was Eliud, came up to talk, he said, I thought you guys have wisdom. I thought the ancient had wisdom. So it means that all the things that these guys have said <laughs> was not measuring up. You don't know what is called holy scriptures. So all the things that look at one of them said, acquaint now thyself with God and be at peace. That's Bible, my brother. <laughs> so shall good come to thee. Lay up, I pray thee. You know, look at it. That's Job 22. And then somebody called it, called the people that are, so you guys are miserable comforters. With this kind of, acquaint now thyself unto God and be at peace. Thereby good shall come to thee. Receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth. Lay up his words in thy heart. If thou return to the Almighty, that's the Father. The Almighty here is not, is not Christ. So <laughs> these guys had understanding of the everlasting gospel. In a, in, a, in a form, in a shadow. They understood it. These, were, these men were everlasting men in their order. In the order of Adam. Of course, Adam is an everlasting man. In the order of, of creation of man, Adam was an everlasting man. So, these men were in the order of Adam. So, they know what it means to return to the Almighty. So what you are saying, return to the Father. If you return to the Almighty, thou shalt be raised. Raised against what? Raised against. Who was the person who was attacking Job? It was not a demon. It was not one of his, you know, guys. It was Satan. That took permission from God to deal with Job. Oh, you don't understand what I'm talking about. It was Satan that took permission from Job. There are two people that I know that Satan took permission to deal with. One of them was Job. The other one was Christ. The Bible said he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Not to fast and pray, to be tempted of the devil. So he has already collected permission. So God was releasing his son. And, and that's how you now test if he is everlasting. If he, ha if he was not everlasting, the guy who went into the wilderness, if he was not everlasting, he wouldn't have some... I tell you, because those, the person you're facing is not... is not... is, is a man who has ability to teach... And the person he was trying to wrestle down was not was not Christ. I'm sorry. The person he was trying to wrestle down was one who was already doing everlasting. 
He was already, in fact, he was already everlasting and was doing the commandments that will lead him to the ultimate life, which is eternal life. He was already everlasting. They won't, you won't, they won't bring you face to face with dragon or face to face with Satan if you're not everlasting. They will not find you. You will be, you will be like a chaff driven by the wind. So this was so for Job. Job happened to be a man, one man, that Satan, it was Satan that supervised his matter. So he was, so you can understand what I said. These men were everlasting. If thou return unto the Almighty. If you follow the teaching, you understand that when we are talking about the Almighty, we are not talking about Christ. The Almighty, that is the El Shaddai, the multi-breasted one. That is the that is the, the Father. Thou shalt be built up. Why? Because the Father is a raiser, the Father is the builder. He said, My father is the husbandman. I am the vine. The father is the husbandman, meaning the father is the one who raised me. Amen. In James, he said, the husbandman waited for the precious fruit of the earth. He waited for it patiently. So you can see that the father is the one who is the husbandman. So the father is the almighty. That The almighty is the fatherhood of God. The Almighty is the fatherhood of God. Now, these things are laid out in all the scriptures. Back to that uh, uh, Proverbs, I mean, yeah, um, Job, where we are looking at. Then thou shalt thou return to, if you return to the Almighty, then shalt thou be, you be built up. Now, the building that the Father will give to us in this season is a building against second death. There is no one that will be able to survive second death without the building that the Almighty is going to give. He wants, the Almighty wants to make edifice, towers, bulwarks against second death. We are in the season of second death. That's the reason for the everlasting gospel. The everlasting gospel is the unveiling. Because when you're talking about the, the living son of God, you're actually talking about the father. Because it's called also everlasting father. You remember that place in the book of Isaiah? Unto us a child is given, unto us a son is born. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, the Everlasting Father. Are you seeing he's the Almighty God, the Everlasting Father? So he is also the Everlasting, I love that, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. Now this child that is given to us, this son that is born, is the Living God. So the living God, when you're talking about the everlasting gospel, which is the dispensation 
of the fatherhood of God. When I say dispensation, I'm talk, just simply talking about the dispensing to the church, the fatherhood of God, the substances that makes for the what you call the fatherhood of God is a dispensing. Things has to be dispensed to you. Things has to come to you that makes up what you will call the fatherhood of God. So when the father is dispensing, what he's doing is he's honoring you. That's how he honors by dispensing. When the father on the, every revelation of the father is an honor. Every revelation of the living son of God is a bestowing of honor upon the church. Not the honor from men, but the honor from God. I want to say it again. Every unveiling of the living son of God who is the father or the everlasting father is the bestowing of honor upon the people of God. So Satan doesn't want us to be honored by God. And he doesn't want us to also honor God. Amen. So you can see why he fights the everlasting gospel. But it's too late. Amen. You know why? Because a decree has gone. According to the revelation of the you know, in the book of uh, 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 um, uh, Romans chapter 6, is a commandment. It's a commandment that has been given. Just give it to me, the last uh, 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 two verses of Romans chapter 6, so that you can understand what I'm talking about. Sorry, I'm speaking many things. I'm opening the meeting. I'm doing John the Baptist's job so that when others come, they can, you know, they can maybe put together. But I'm just charging you. I'm just, I'm just trying to open you up to this thing. You know, so that you will not be narrow. Paul said, you guys are narrow. Our mouths are enlarged, but you're narrow in yourselves. I don't want anybody that is listening to me to be narrow in himself. I want your heart to be enlarged. You're here to hear things. You're hearing everlasting life and you're quarreling. By the time they begin to speak of things eternal, By the time they begin to speak, oh, you don't know that eternal life is also a doctrine. How will they give eternal life? It's understanding. If it's understanding, then it's a knowledge. So by the time they begin to give eternal life, okay, somebody say, ah, but everlasting life is eternal life. Eternal life is everlasting life. Leave that thing. Journey further. You will not say that again. Amen. Journey further. You will not say that. Journey further, you will begin to see clearly, oh, it's true. What they've been saying is true. Amen. Let me read this. He said, but now it's made manifest. Give me verse 25, 25, 25, 26. Romans 16, 25, 26. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel, according to the preaching of Jesus Christ. So it's power. So the preaching of Jesus Christ is power to establish you for something. According to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. But now, how can you say now? Hallelujah. Now is made manifest by the scriptures of the prophet according to the commandments. Commandments of the 
everlasting God. Commandment of the everlasting God. Made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. So the everlasting God is commanding that everlasting gospel be preached. So it's too late. There's nothing Satan can do about it. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad. I'm glad in my heart that I have a privilege in my time to hear this gospel. We have to journey, cut through the woods, journey and journey and journey to come to the place where this understanding of things everlasting is being brought to us. What a, what a people so highly privileged. People highly, highly privileged to be able to hear this gospel. Hallelujah. Give me back. Let's go back to Job. You know. Amen. If thou return to the Almighty, so you can see when I say Almighty, we are talking about the Father. Now let's go back. Let's go back to 22 so that we can look at that. Like I said, these things are, uh, he said, acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Now, of course, you know, the peace here is, if I put it through the scripture, using this scripture, these two scriptures, these two verses to interpret it, I can show you something here. Acquaint now thyself with him. Give me 20. Whereas our substance is not cut down, but the remnant of them, the fire consumeth. Then he now began to talk. Now this, what he was talking about was the, the end of man in 20. Now how does this man now, he said, acquaint now thyself with him. Now, to acquaint thyself with him, you can't acquaint yourself. Acquaintance. The acquaintance of the father or the acquaintance of... I'll use the word the father. The acquaintance of the father is Christ. One who is acquainted with with the father is Christ. In other words, when you're coming, the first you meet is Christ. Not even milk. It's Christ. You will have to now acquaint thyself with Christ. It's the doing of Christ. Of course, just to fall back a little bit to you know Christ's teaching. It's the doing of Christ that will make you be at peace. So you can now see why I said for people who are quarreling about a everlasting life, I said go and acquaint yourself with Christ so that you be at peace. <laughs> So that you be happy. If you are not having peace, it's because you are not acquainted with the. We acquaint, acquaint now thyself. Acquaint now thyself. Acquaint now thyself with Him. So meet His. When you when you do Christ, you'll be acquainted with Him. Amen. Acquaint now thyself with Him. Then you will be at peace. Remember, with Christ, 
is grace and peace. It's a covenant of life and peace. So you will be Christ gives us a covenant of life and peace. That's the covenant they give to Levi, to move Levi from the level where he's a Levi to becoming a son of Aaron, who is the priest. So the covenant with Levi is a covenant of life and peace. So I went now, so the Christ of God is the one who gives or who makes you if you want to have peace with God, when you're coming, you want to have peace with because I, I you're arguing because you don't have peace with God. Be at peace. And the only way you can be at peace is Christ. Christ will teach you peace. That's why I said, go back and, and acquaint now thyself with Christ. Then you know you will be at peace. I love this. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. It said, Therefore, being justified by faith. We have peace with God. So it's the justification that Christ gives to you that brings you to the point where you have peace with God. If you don't have peace with God, you have trouble with everlasting life. And of course, forget eternal life. So we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So 22 of, um, of, of, of Job Acquaint now thyself. So the acquaintance of God is Christ. If you don't, if you've not done Christ, you will not be acquainted with God. Because your acquaintance with God, which is Christ, will bring, make you have peace. Meaning, settle the problem you're having in your heart. Anybody who is troubled is because Christ has not come to your heart the way it ought to be done. Laid in your heart. Thereby, because of this peace, good tidings will now come. Therefore, thereby, good shall come to thee. Good tidings will come to thee. Good tidings will come to thee. The tidings of things to come. Things to come. Things to come. He was made a high priest of good things to come. So it's the tidings of good to come. So the tidings of good shall come unto thee. But you have to have acquainted thyself with him. But Christ being made, you know, uh, 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 being come an high priest of good things to come by a greater and a more perfect tabernacle not made with hands that is to say not of this building so good things to come he was a high priest of good things to come so what is, what is this good things to come these good things to come is not just christ substances they are everlasting substances they are the good to come. I love the way he put it. When you acquaint thyself with him, then they will give you substances of Christ which will make for peace. Thereby, thereby. In other words, another translation is because of you've made peace, you have substances of peace, which is Christ. Thereby, good will now come to thee. Meaning you will now be able to hear tidings of good things to come, which are the 
tidings that he has been made high priest of. High priest is a high priest of everlasting life. High priest, high priesthood begins with everlasting life. You can't be a a an high priest but an everlasting life. Is my time up? Okay. Just let me know so that I will I will know when to begin to put it together. So you can't be a high priest without ever. So the, the course of the high priest begins from everlasting life. So what does he handle in the course of the high priest? He handles good things to come. That's why he's high priest of good things to come. The good things to come here is the substances of everlasting life. Understand me. They are things to come which he is high priest of. So in other words, there's something he's high priest of. He's not just high priest to be killing animals. He's high priest of something. Without him being a high priest, he, there won't be the bringing out of this revelation. The reason why we're even having this understanding is because we have a high priest. Who has for us entered? Where did he enter? He entered into the very place where these things are. We have an high priest who has for us entered. And because we have an high priest who has entered, that is why we are even, that you're even having understanding. Or that you're even hearing it. Let me say you're even hearing. Maybe you don't, you don't understand it. It's because somebody has entered. Somebody is a high priest officiating it to make sure that these things come. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Back to that acquaintance now thyself with God, 2221. And be at peace. Therefore, thereby, so by being at peace, which is Christ, good will come to thee. Then go further. Receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth. Receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth. These, these are everlasting men talking. The law here is not the law, the old covenant. It's not the law of Moses because the book of Job was dated before Moses. So what was the law? What did they call law in their time? It was dated, the book of Job was dated before Moses. So Job, uh, Moses, I mean Job's era was era of sons of God. So they understand what it means to be living. It was an era of sons of God. So there must be a law that they were operating. It was the law from his mouth. The law from his mouth is the law of the everlasting covenant. We see that all laid out in the book of Hebrews. Amen. I didn't mean to 
uh, go so much in the book of Hebrews. I was looking at staying in John, but you know, just been driven here and there, touching many things. Amen. So the law from his mouth is the law. That's the law from the mouth of the high priest of good things to come is the law of the everlasting commandments. That's the law that is in his mouth. So, so you need to receive, I pray thee. So you will need to pray to receive this. You need to pray to receive this. Maybe you've not stayed well in prayer. That's why you're unable to receive it. You're struggling with it. Stay in prayers. And pray as Christ. Don't pray like men, men. Pray. When you stay in prayer, pray as Christ. It's Christ that offers prayer to these things. Receive, I pray thee, the law of the everlasting commandment from his mouth and lay up his words in thy heart. So you have to lay up these words of everlasting life in your heart. That is how you eat. That is how you eat. That's how you eat the flesh of the Son of God. That's how you drink the blood of the Son of God. That is how you come into having life. Receive, I pray thee, the law from his mouth and lay up his words in thy heart. Lay it up. So if it's going to be laid up, it means that it's from one layer to another. From one layer to another. You keep laying and keep laying and keep laying and keep laying. Then what will happen? Oh, Jesus. 23. If thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up. So like I said, what will build you up is that which is in his mouth. That is the everlasting commandment. is for the building of the everlasting man. Then, if thou return, so you can't return to the Almighty if you've not received the law from his mouth and lay it in your heart. It's not possible. You can't return. To return is to find your path. That will show me the path of life. For in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So you return to the Almighty. Then you will be built up with substances of the Almighty. So I want to say this. We've been built with the substances of Christ. But this season or now, God is building us. A holy temple. What I will call the building of the almighty God or the building of everlasting life. Now, thou shalt put iniquity far from your tabernacle. 
This is not sin. This is iniquity. Iniquity is more hideous than sin. With Christ, who will teach you godliness, you can deal with sin. But iniquity, I don't want to go into it, but if you've been part of the meeting, or you've been listening, you need to just go back to some some messages and listen to it again. Iniquity. Now, one time, the Lord was showing me, where was iniquity found? In which being was it found in? That's what he asked me. Where was iniquity found the first time? Where was iniquity found before? Isaiah 28 verse 15, he said, Thou wast perfect in, in thy ways from the day that thou was created. Now what he was talking about here was, here was a son of God. It wasn't just Christ, sorry. It was the son of God. Thou were perfect in all thy ways from the day thou was created till iniquity was found. So where was iniquity found? In what being? It wasn't a being of the holy place. It was a being of everlasting. That entity was a being of everlasting. It, has, it had the angelic everlasting life. That was the one they found iniquity. So iniquity, <laughs> iniquity is an everlasting thing. That's why you need everlasting life to iniquity. So if you're not built by the law of the everlasting commandment, if you're not built and raised by the unveiling of the living God, if you've not eaten his flesh and dealt with it, I mean, I drank his blood, iniquity that is in not will not be cured. You won't be able to find in is that blood and the flesh, the living son of God that will locate iniquity. Not only locate iniquity, you will also be wise to put it far from you. Because you need to put it far from you. If you're not wise, you will find it very difficult to put it far from you. So you need wisdom, the wisdom of everlasting life to put iniquity far from you. If, so you can put iniquity far from you. Amen. Then the next verse, let me just begin to you know, tie it off. Amen. Praise God. I hope I still have more time. Okay. I should just go on. Okay. Praise God. <laughs> uh, amen. Then shall thou lay up gold as dust. I know, I remember those days in the, in the days of uh, prosperity. You know, I also preach prosperity. Some of you will not believe me. <laughs> I also preach prosperity. In fact, you need to know me those days. I had nothing, you know, but I could preach prosperity. I listened to Adadio. You know, when you listen to him, you will have mouth. Nice step. I said, I will be rich. Amen. 
I am going to be rich. In fact, one of my plans those days was I used to boast. I said I will be sharing handbill and trucks with helicopter. I'll be in helicopter and I'll be throwing handbill and trucks. <laughs> I just had those, you know, if, if you've listened to Daniel Edigbo, you know that. And, and then he, 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 just, he just charged us to believe some very impossible things. And, you know, so we preached it. But this gold is not uh, that gold. <laughs> Don't be disappointed. We use the scriptures to preach it. We use this scripture. Thou shall lay up gold as dust. Sky. So the person, thank God for delivering us out of covetousness. Because you are looking for when you will lay up gold as dust. Now this gold. I, I, like I was saying, I said this, this gold is not, this gold is not, is not, is not physical gold. Now, I know somebody is saying that. Are you saying that uh, we are supposed to... No, no, no. If your problem is still being poor or being rich, you are missing it. You can't... See, when we are, talk, when we are discussing on the premise of everlasting life and eternal life, please don't mention being poor or being rich according to having money or wealth. No, 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 no. Here, you don't... You don't, you don't, don't bring it on board. It's not a discussion. Because it is things they discuss in the camp, not in the tabernacle. When you're coming close to God, no, that, that's not what you... You don't discuss those things. So the gold they are talking about, the gold of offer as the stones of the brooks, gold as dust, and the gold of offering as stones of the book. So there are two types of gold. Gold that is dust and the gold that is stones. It's not money. It's not dollars. It's not physical gold. These are substances of eternal life. These are substances of eternal life. Laying up gold, then shall thou, when you've been built up, Kai, by everlasting commandments, you've been built up by the words from the mouth of the priests, high priest of good things to come, you've been built up by the everlasting commandments, then you will Lay hold on eternal life. You will lay hold on eternal life. So laying hold on eternal life, you will first of all lay it up as dust. Some don't even know that there are still divisions in eternal life. You're quarreling over eternal life and everlasting life. By the time we get to the Lord opens the door of eternal life, the tutelage of eternal life. You begin to see that there are also divisions there. There is eternal life as dust. There's eternal life as stones of the brook. 
is the dust that will have to congeal to become stones eventually. Is the dust that will come together when things have acted upon the dust, it will congeal to become the stones of the brook. Which brook? Stones of the brook is stones that you find on the, you know, uh, 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 along the path of the stream. You know, when you read the book of Revelation, it talked about the river of life. Revelation 22. Revelation 22. Quickly, give it to me, please. And he showed me a pure river, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. So this pure river, that's where you find... You know, we have the same thing in Eden. One of the rivers in Eden had gold, pendulum gold. It was just like the stones of the brook. <laughs> one, of the, one of the rivers there in Eden, just help me get the river. I think, was it Gihon or Pison? In the book of Revelation, describing the Eden. So that Eden, east of Eden, east, we've understood, is eternal life. Amen. East is eternal. Meaning, that's the place where eternal life actually streams from. The name of the first is Pison, it which compassed the whole land of Havila. There, there is gold. And the gold of that is good. The gold of that land is good. There is pendulum and only stone. Amen. I think that's it. So they, they can find that there was gold in, also in that, uh, that river. The name of the river is Pison. That which compasses the land of Havila. There, the river, of course, the, what defines the land is the river. The proper find in the land is defined by what flows into the land. And so what flows into the land, so it means the properties of gold that was in the river is what you mean as stones, pendulum, and onyx that we are there. there are, those, are, those, are, those are, so we, it's not surprised we'll find it again in the book of Revelation 22. Book of Revelation 22. Revelation 22. Began with, and he showed me a pure river of living water, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. Amen. This river also carries with it its own, because this river, amen, this river is 
issuing out from the throne of God. In other words, this river is actually eternal life being dispensed. Is you see this river in the book of Revelation 22 is the dispensation of eternal life, and in that river it carries things. Of course, what defines the land is the river, and that is why the trees that grow, you know, at the sides of the river, we are trees of life. That trees of life is trees of eternal life. So some of the nutrients you find there is this dust and stones of the brook. Back to um, uh, uh, Job 22. If thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up. No, 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 20, 23, 24, sorry. 24. Then shall thou lay up gold. So you can see the gold we are talking about there. Now, it's only a man that have been built up that can see this gold. That can see eternal life. Eternal life is gold. Eternal life is golden. That's the gold of God. <laughs> that's, that's the treasure of God. That's the hidden riches of secrets. Secret places is not on earth. Secret places is not hell. There's not there's nothing as secret as God. It's a mystery. And it's not just his secret. Look at it. Hidden riches of secret places. So in him are places. Inside him are places. Those places are treasure houses. They called it, I will give to thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places. Those are zones of eternal life. The zones of eternal life are dark places. Dark. When I say darkness, it's not the darkness of, 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 of wickedness or sin or the darkness of this world. I'm talking about the darkness of God, the places of secret, the things which God has kept in himself before the world began. <laughs> what did God keep in himself? What did he hide? If God wants to hide something, he hides it in himself. If he hides it anywhere, in any galaxy, angels will find it. If he hides it anywhere, he has angels, they have eyes. But he hid it in himself. Anything God hides in himself is hidden well. Amen. Hallelujah. Hidden riches of secret places. Treasures of darkness. Hidden riches of secret places. So God hid these things. These, these are compartments of eternal life. But you see, what God wants us to do, like I said, is to be built up. I want you to say be built up. As you have been built up, by Christ or even built up with the words of Christ, right now in this season, God is wanting us to be built up. Amen. Hallelujah. To be built up. Built up. 
Amen. As edifice of everlasting life. Amen. Within the temple of God, right? I mean, the temple of Christ, right now, God wants us to be the temple of God. So let me read the text that they gave to me. Um, that's John. I believe that I've said something that will charge you preparing the ground for all the ministers that will come. Like I said, I'm just doing the work of John the Baptist. That's why I'm going to and fro, you know, here, touching everywhere. Uh, if peradventure, you know, your heart, you know, will be indicting a good matter by God's grace. Amen. Chapter 6 of John, verse 57. Right? John chapter 6, verse 57, he said, As the living Father has sent me. Now, you need to understand that, that that's one of the things that God helped me with the book of John, that the whole book of John was a discussion on everlasting life and eternal life. If you don't see it, that will give you a hard time understanding some of that being said here. life. So sometimes you see him using, he will bring eternal life, use everlasting life. He's not making mistakes. Scripture making mistake. There is something about it. Amen. The closest to everlasting, I mean eternal life, is everlasting life. It begins from everlasting and ends in eternal. It begins from everlasting and ends up in eternal. It begins from Everlasting, I want to say it again. It begins from everlasting and then ends up in eternal. What makes eternal is substances. Meaning there are things that are now added that now makes it eternal. But like we always say this, eternal life is like... um. The tree of life, which if you eat, if you eat of it, you will be sealed finally. So God won't allow anybody who does not have everlasting life. I want to put it this way. God will not allow anybody who has not eaten of the living son of God. Let me further go uh, this way. God will not allow any person who has not been built by the commandments of everlasting life to see eternal life. Eternal life, citing eternal life, is dangerous. It's mercy that is making us not see it. Finally, amen. As the living Father, I love that word, living Father has sent me. So, if the living Father is sending me, he will send me with something living. Amen. So you understand it. As the living father has sent me, so there's a way the living father sent me. He didn't send me as Christ. 
us. I love that word, us. The living father has sent me. So it's us. The living father won't send me any other way except the way he is. And I live by the father. You can see, so he is living by the father. He is living by what he had been sent with. It means, say, Jesus, our Lord, chop God. <laughs> now, the thing we mean with that, saying chop, in chop father. You feel chop father, in chop father. And as in chop father, in the live by. Now, the thing where you chop, where you go live by, oh. Now, the thing where you chop, now you go live by. So, uh, when you call himself, Living son, or we they call him living son now because of the thing where he don't chop, he don't chop substances from the father. As he chopped those substances from the father, now so in two can they leave. I'm sorry, those of you who are listening to me who might not understand my that's how it's coming. That's how it's just coming. So in can they leave by the thing where he chop. So he, he that he touch me, it means that if you chop me, what do you chop with that? Check him now, check him, check him, check him, you check him. I chop father. I chop living father. You chop me. What do you chop? Now the thing where I chop, you chop now. Abby? Now the thing where I chop, you chop. What I ate is what you will eat. If I ate the living father, and the living father is dwelling in me, and I'm living by the living father, if you eat me, if you see me chop so, now so you go also, they live by me. So what you're seeing here is actually the living son. I love this. Uh, 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 the, 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 let, let me just round up with this. Amen. Let's look at verse 26 of the same um, verse 26 of the same 6. He said, Jesus answered them and said, Very, very, I say unto you, you seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat loaves. <laughs> and we're few. So what Jesus, Jesus was doing something here. You, 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 you are seeking me because you Eight loaves and you were filled. That is why you're looking for me. Now, there is something you need to eat. Praise God. There is something you need to eat that is more than just loaves. Amen. And I told them, labor not for the meat that perisheth, for that which endureth unto everlasting life. Unto everlasting life. Are you seeing it? That which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him has the has God the Father. I like that. God, he would have said, Him has God sealed. He had to bring the Father because this is the revelation of the Father. So when you're seeing the living Son of God, what makes him the living Son of God is the fact that he is the He is the is housing the substances of the living God. 
He's housing the substances of the Father. For him had God the Father sealed. Are you seeing it? So it means as we chop him, we will be sealed also. <laughs> you know, it is a season of sealing, you know. It is a season where God wants to seal men. And some people are asking, how am I going to get sealed? What does it mean to be sealed? No, make you just chop. Can you find this and eat it? And eat all of it? Let me finally read this. Let's, let's look at... Um, okay, let's look at 1 John, finally. 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3, verse 24. So I want you to see again. He said, And he that keepeth his commandments... So this commandment comes again. He that keepeth his commandment dwelleth in him. Now you know he was talking about eating me and dwelling in me. Now when you eat him, the living father is dwelling in him by eating. I wanted to get it in that John chapter 6 where I talked about it. I wanted the, the, the exact verse. As the Gospel of John, chapter 6. Okay. Verse 56. 56. Thank you. 56. He that eats my blood dwelleth in me. That is, you eat my flesh and drink my blood. When you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you dwell in me. You will dwell in me, and I also in you. So, like I said, what does he mean to eat his flesh and drink his blood? Then John, first John chapter 3, verse 24, began to explain it to us. He that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him. And he in him, thereby or hereby, we know that he abided in us by the Spirit which he had given us. This is how we know. So, in other words, when you're eating his flesh and his blood, what you're actually eating are substances that will constitute what we call his spirit. And this is how we know that he abides in us. How will he abide in us? He abides in us by his law. That his spirit there is his law. Is his law. So in other words, when you're seeing the living son of God, there is a law that is in him. It's a revelation of the laws of of the Father, the revelations of the law of the living 
God. That is what is found in him. So when you're eating him, you're eating laws. When you're drinking blood, you're drinking laws. You're drinking these laws. And as you're drinking these laws, that is how you come into what you call his spirit. He dwells in us or he abides in us by the spirit which he had given us. How did he give us the spirit? That's what I'm trying to make you say. How did he give us his spirit? It is by eating him and drinking him. Amen. Uh, in other words, like uh, uh, Pastor Jeff was talking about, it takes, you know, revelation and revelation and unveiling and unveiling and unveiling of him to get to the point where you he dwells in you. In fact, is that revelation of him and revelation of him. A whole lot needs to be done for you to for you to get to that place where you they say you believe on him. You notice that we are using on, not in. It is on, not in. You can believe in him, but to believe on him, to believe on him means that you've tapped into the very substances that are in him, which will come to you by revelation. And when you eat it and drink it and continue in it, what is happening to you is that a law is being a law is being configured in you. He was the one that said concerning the Father, I know that his commandments are life everlasting. So when he's commanding you, what he's doing to you is he's giving you life everlasting. How? He, those his laws, those his commandments are his laws. Those commandments, as you keep those commandments, what is happening to you? That's why I'm reading 1 John chapter 3, verse 24. And he that keepeth his commandments... So as you're keeping those commandments, something is happening to you. Laws. Laws. And laws. Now with each one you keep, I want to say it, as you keep, you come closer. As you keep, you come closer. They will unveil to you again, you keep, you come closer. They unveil to you, you keep, you come closer. You will keep, they will keep unveiling and unveiling and unveiling until you Come fully to the place of abiding. Him dwelling in you and you abiding in him and him abiding in you. Also you dwelling in him. I love what uh, Pastor Jeff was talking about. You don't only need to dwell, you need to abide. Now you can dwell like I can dwell in a house with the intention of moving after a while, but when you abide, you don't have intention of going anywhere. So you begin by dwelling first, then you get to the point of abiding. If you're going to abide in a, if I want to abide in a place, I'll furnish it to my taste. <laughs> I'll put the things that are, I need to be there because I'm not planning to move soon. But if I'm just dwelling, I'm dwelling, okay, I'll dwell for a while and I can move. So, is the first point 
of the fatherhood with regards to keeping of his commandments, you are dwelling. But when you abide, uh, spirit is not involved. It means law. They finish the writing of the law. So you are an abider. A dweller, you're still keeping commandments. But by the time you, they have, by the time you now, they call you an abider, law has been fully written. If they write, if they finish writing on you, you, can, you, you will turn from a dweller to an abider. You will abide. And that's also how he will abide also in you. Why will he abide in you? Because he has furnished you to his taste. So it means he won't move again. Amen. Now that's what I believe God is wanting to do to us in this, in this conference. To make us dwell and also abide in everlasting life. By the giving of the everlasting commandment. That's the whole thing about the revelation of the living son of God. I love that living son of God. Where I live, you know, there is, sorry, I'm going to use this vernacular for those who um, I may not be, I, I will try as much as possible to, to uh, explain it. He said, there's an average in Igbo language that said, meaning where you, where you abide, is where you, I mean, is you, you take care of where you abide. Okay. That's even heavy. You take care of, so if God is abiding in me, I don't need to worry. I don't need to worry. He will take care of me. In this season where we are, where the whole earth is boiling and everywhere, forget it. All our escape is, can we get him to abide? Can we get him to furnish us to his taste? Where he does live. I mean, where he will not just dwell, but he will abide. And if he abides, ah, you also will abide forever. Amen. You will abide in him forever. Hallelujah. I don't know if we've been blessed. I'll just, I feel I should just stop here. Thank God for, uh, I want to say again, thank you for the opportunity to be of blessing to us in this meeting. I'm sure that the Lord has opened up our appetite. I'm, I'm just trusting God that all the ministers that will come will even take us deeper and deeper into the blessing of the Son of God. Because there is a blessing that he has brought to us. It's a great blessing that the living Son of God has brought to us. He has come to show us how to live in this end time. God bless you. Can we begin to pray? Let's just give thanks to the Lord. Let's give him thanks. Let's give him glory. Let's give him glory. Let's give him glory. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We thank you. We thank you. Oh, le pasha tivana, le gretiska barakote, la sua lehide na caste, celobrone ketelia, oh, maclere di atonescu, shalia vrate ke skilabo, talimva ranuski levete, laria vatania actanivo, lebraste venegito prandia, jactolo bregedi sabiantola, Genebata, Kali, Azosube, 
Rav de Gedi Alabatala Bashadenia. Oh Father, we give you praise. We return all the praise and the glory to you for you've been gracious to us. You've blessed us today. You've blessed us immensely. Thank you, our Father. We ask that you will pour more hunger and more desire and thirst into our hearts for this season, even for the things that have been declared, that you will you will open up our appetites. You open up our appetites to hunger and thirst for the things everlasting. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.